Thanks for listening to the podcast from River's Edge Church in Spokane, Washington. For more information or to gather with us on Sunday, visit our website at respokane.org. We hope this message is impactful for you and others as we pursue the way of Jesus together. As humans, we are inclined to differentiate between people and assign them varying degrees of importance based on their looks, their intelligence, or perhaps even their wealth. And not so with God. Proverbs 22.2 says this, The rich and the poor have all this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. To God, a person from Liberia surviving on less than $1.25 a day is just as important as Jeff Bezos, the president of Amazon. The crippled man who has no less sway, the crippled man has no less sway with the Almighty God than the Olympic champion. Child welcomed into his presence along with the Nobel Prize, Prize winner because we're all created in his image and of infinite worth to him. God knows, however, that since kind of sin came into the world, we get a distorted view as humans. And we start to assign worth to people based on different types of status that we kind of conjure up in our own minds. The sin has distorted this human mind and understanding. And so we don't see individuals sometimes the same way that God does. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, The Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see man does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And so throughout Scripture, we see over and over again, God commands us to fight this natural inclination. Psalm 82.3, defend the weak and the fatherless, uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Isaiah 25, you protect the poor, you protect the helpless when they are in danger, you like a shelter from storms, like shade that protects them from the heat. Isaiah 58, share your food with the hungry and bring poor homeless people into your homes. When you see someone who has no clothes, give them yours. And over and over again, God goes to great lengths, especially in the Old Testament, to ensure that the poor are cared for. He actually tells people when they're harvesting their fields to leave the edges of the field open so that people can go in and glean from them. He commands that interest not be charged on their loans, and he makes allowance for them to to make a less costly sacrifice when they come into the temple. And all of this because God has a heart for his people, regardless of who they are, regardless of how much they have, and regardless of where they are they live to know god is to obey him and to be about his business that's what jesus did you might remember in luke chapter 4 jesus it says when he went into the temple in his own hometown he took the scroll from the prophet isaiah and he opened it up and he began to read a scripture from isaiah 61 and he, wrote, he read these words. He said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for captives and release from darkness for prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. That scripture goes on to say, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. And they, it says, will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his glory. And they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated, and they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And then at the end of that verse, for as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. That's what Jesus was about. He was about reaching out to the poor. Not just monetarily. People poor in spirit. People who needed to know the good news of the gospel. And that's one of the reasons we're part of a family of churches worldwide called Regions Beyond. Truly, it's one of the reasons that I am so passionate about it. That Matt Deason is passionate about it. That Matt Karsh and many of you who have traveled around the world with them and seen them come here to encourage us. Steve Oliver, one of the leaders of Regions Beyond, this is kind of one of his key life verses. From Psalm 113, it says, He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with princes, with the princes of his people. And this morning, you're going to see pictures and you're going to hear stories about just that. About people here in Spokane who were lifted up out of the ash heap and seated with princes. I'm one of them about people in Brazil and people in South America and South Africa, about people in Pakistan and China and throughout the world in places that the gospel is going out. Why? Well, if you look on the board up behind you, it's a little bit covered by the screen. That's part of the Great Commission that Jesus proclaimed. Psalm 105 says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. And then at the end of his ministry, Jesus says in Matthew 28, Go therefore to what? Go therefore to all nations and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so now, many of you in 2018 and many of us in 2019 and beyond will be traveling to some six continents if you look at this next picture where we have churches in about 170 locations 170 different places where people are gathering to the name of Jesus Christ because of the gospel and because of the great commission that Jesus spoke about and that's what we're going to do this morning we're going to hear about some of those stories. We're going to see some of those pictures. And we're going to take some time and pray. And I'm going to ask you, maybe if you're new this morning, to go a little bit out of your comfort zone and just turn with the group that you're with, your family, your friends, and lift up some of these locations in prayer. 
because I've already received WhatsApp chats from people that have been praying for us for the last 12 to 16 hours in places like the Philippines who are lifting up River's Edge Church and have already lifted it up, lifted us up. In Pakistan, in, 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 in the middle of Lesotho, in, in Manyat Singh, South Africa. And that's what we're called to do because we're part of a global family of churches who exists to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. And whether it's right here in the middle of West Central in Spokane, or it's in another place in the United States on the west side, maybe down south, whether it's in South America or on another continent entirely, we're called to proclaim the name of Jesus Christ. Because that's what Jesus said we are to do. And so where I want to start this morning is with a church called Sepong Church in Manyat Sang, South Africa. Three years ago, I was privileged to go to a church conference in Missoula, Montana. And there was a guy there who spoke. And, and afterwards, I felt drawn to go up and, and have him pray for me. And as he prayed for me, God kind of, I would say God kindled something in me that had been a spark that was ready to ignite into a flame. And that was a heart for his people around the world. That was in August of 2015. By the time November came around, I, had, I was leading a group of men to, to this, this, little, uh, this little town, which is called a township in South Africa. Every city that was a, a white-run city by South Africa because of apartheid had a township next to it. And so all the, all the native people who served the people in the city lived in the township. And after apartheid was abolished, after it had been destroyed, so to speak, in 1996, the effects of it were still going on. And we, we experienced it, and some of you have been there, and some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And my friend, it's hard to see, the guy in the white shirt on your left, he's on my right, his name is Lifa. Colasang. He's a gardener. He's got a passion for Jesus. And he's got a heart for people. And he had this little church that um, it wasn't even a church at the time. It was just a, a brothel basically in a bar. It was called the TNT Tavern. And we had taken up an offering in Montana and raised some money and we went over there and we purchased this building and a group of six of us converted it into this little church. This little place of worship where about 50 people gather and praise Jesus and talk about what it means to be a Christian and, and experience the love of Christ. And Lifa is one of the guys who sent me this text this morning. I want to read part of it to you. This came just about four hours ago. He said, hi, brother. He said, uh, Tonkisu, that's, that's the guy on... On your right, on my left, Tonkisu preached this morning he, from John 5. He said, no matter how trapped you feel in your infirmities, God can minister to your deepest needs and have a rainfall after he speak about the blessing of the Sepong Church. No raining for so long time here. 
Every time that I have gone there and we have done something, it hasn't been raining. And in the moment that we finish something, God, for some reason, in his mercy, he makes it rain. And, and you can see that there's a new roof there that's made out of tin. We, we took a team over in about a year ago in December of, of 2018. And we put a new roof on that. It was leaking like a sieve when you'd be in there. And if, if it was raining, it'd just be dripping all over the place. All, all over the place. We put this, this new roof on. So now when it rains, you can actually hear. sounds like the laughter of God around you. And it's just such a joyous time. And what Letha is saying is he's remembering the goodness and the grace of God. And he's including us here at River's Edge because we're a part of that. Because we just went and did what we could do. And now he's my brother, and he's your brother, and he knows some of you by name, and he's praying for you every week. Every person here at River's Edge gets prayed for by Lifa and the Sepong Church. Sepong in the Susutu language means hope. He said Tonkiso needs prayer as well, and Malero, that's his wife, they are starting fresh. January 6th, at a new area of service every Sunday. They have difficult situations, so they're planting a church. And that's the first gathering of where they're going to plant the church. It's under a tree in, in the country of Lesotho. And the Holy Spirit is there. And the gospel's going out. And people's lives are going to be changed. And we're going to pray into that right now. We're going to pray for Lifa. And we're going to pray for Tonkisu. And we're going to pray for the churches of South Africa and Lesotho. So just take a moment and turn where you are and pray for Letha and Tonkisu, if you would.